listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show, with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hey, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa. And we are the Soggy Bottom Girls. (laughs) (laughs) You heard him already, but we have a really, really important special guest today, and it's with great personal pleasure that I want to welcome to our podcast, the inventor of the lady finger chopper, the innovator of Bay infused caramel. And according to Paul Hollywood, baker of one of the best carrot cakes he's ever had. It's so great to have you Ian coming. Thanks for joining us. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. What a pleasure to be here. (laughs) It seems like a dream, but we'll, <laughs> we'll. <laughs> our very we'll first in. guest. Thank you it's so our very much first for being yes. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, good. Mm-hmm. All things so, baking then, I guess. All things mm. baking. And we're hoping you'll give us a lot of behind the scenes info too, that we just can't get around here. Yeah, no, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be very happy to tell you all and everything about, um, yeah that weird experience from all those years ago. When I talked about you in the past, Ian, um, I think that Mm. my connection with you is that you're a real innovator and you're super inventive. And I loved all the flavors that you brought. I loved the oils, the essences, the herbs. And that is The eggs from the guinea fowl. The eggs from the guinea (laughs) fowl. (laughs) Yeah, or your... uh, your rosemary or on and on and on all the ingredients. I think that that really resonated with me personally, because between the two of us, Lisa's the baker. She's phenomenal. She bakes almost every day. I am the talker, but I do like these little, I homestead here. So I have a little bit of knowledge about a lot of different things and the herbs and the infusions interested me immensely. And that's, what you got kind of known for. You became the king of flavors, I believe, right? I think Paul yeah, called well, this is, Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, I kind of, I guess, you know, I wanted to kind of um, push things. I mean, basically my whole ethos with Bake Off was to take risks. I mean, it really was right from the start. Um, and I took, took risks in, the, in kind of the very first interview and a big, big risk. Um, but I knew that I just, had to do that in order to stand out. I mean, initially in the interview, um, I mean, there was something like, they said there was something like 23,000 people applied for our year. So yeah, crazy numbers, crazy numbers. So how do you stand out from that crowd? I mean, if you can just, if you can make a lovely cupcake, well, that's all well and good, but they want, you know, they want more. And uh, so yeah, through what I've talked about in the interviews, and but then also what I decided to bake, I think, um, yeah, you had to kind of go all out and kind of push things really. And that's that's what I really enjoyed doing, particularly with the showstoppers. I mean, the, I think generally you'll see through the show that my signature challenges were all well and good, you know, they were okay. Um, but it was the kind of showstoppers where I really enjoyed um, you know, really getting the creative juices going and coming up with some, you know, slightly bonkers ideas at times. But I think that's what they <laughs> that's what they enjoyed, and that's what I really enjoyed doing as well. 
mm-hmm. I think that's what I really enjoyed is I enjoyed that too. The, uh, you know, the flower pot. Oh, I just went out with my little, I forget the tool that you use to fabricate the tin into the shape so you could mold the bread into a flower and your chocolate well, of course, another yeah. like masterpiece of invention. And um, I, that's interesting to me because did you put that pressure on yourself or was it really, you knew you needed to do that or was it both? Do you know it what was, I'm saying? Well, it's interesting. So of course, you know, basically we had to come up with all these recipes before, before the show came before the show sort of started filming. Um, and, um, you know, before we started recording, we started talking about how really I didn't know much about Bake Off before I went on. Um, I hadn't watched many episodes of it. And I think in some ways that probably slightly gave me the fear that what I did had to be really, really special in order for it to be good enough to go on the Bake Off. So, um yeah, so I would sort of, you know, but I would sit around my kitchen here trying to come up with ideas, um, but of course having no idea what what the kind of production team or what the other bakers would um, would make of them. So I just had to sort of, dream, and I just sort of imagined, uh, you know, I'd sort of email them the ideas and then the next day I would talk through the recipe, whether they would, you know, be killing themselves with laughter at the end going, You'll never guess what he said he's going to make this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good idea. Um, so, so it was. This was all. How far in advance? And do you submit all your recipes for the entire assumption that you're on for all 10 episodes? Uh, it was actually the first nine weeks we had to do all the kind of come up with the ideas and say, this is what we're going to make. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, things like um, uh, the chocolate well, um, that, that was week nine. And so, you know, all those weeks beforehand, I just thought, oh, what are the chances of me being there for week nine? <laughs> um, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to make a chocolate well. I haven't got a flipping clue how to make a chocolate well. I love that. Um, so uh, that's kind of how, how it went, really. And um but yeah, so you had to dream up all these plans for the first nine weeks before we started filming. We had to submit everything. But then everything kind of did change as we went along. Um, yeah. So in fact, I'll tell you what. Zoe, could you get... My daughter's just come back from school. She's bringing the, the cake supplies <laughs> from, the, uh, from the pantry. Could you also grab what's in the blue and white tin, please? Um so, uh, yeah, and it, I, I did enjoy coming up with those showstopper ideas. Um, it was, and it was, yeah, I mean, it was kind of hard work, but uh, it was good fun. But um, so I'm pleased to say, oops, it's looking a little battered because I bashed it last week. I snapped the handle off, oh. but I've still got the old... <laughs> oh! <laughs> sitting here in peace. But it's still, <laughs> it all kind of still works with a little bucket going up and down and everything. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Fantastic. that is a good old chocolate one. That is awesome. Thanks for showing us. Six-year-old chocolate for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It smells good. That's a funny thing. His chocolate well is right on par with the bread lion, I just have to say. It's it's just as great. Yeah, I I mean, that was an amazing bake that um, that Paul did there. I mean, I remember him, uh, we, we would sort of gather in the hotel reception, especially that week. It was quite an early hour. 
um, I think so down there at sort of 6.30, I remember him telling me about it and then showing me this graph paper of this very intricately designed um, red lion, just thinking, oh my God, mine is nothing like as complicated as that. I'm just <laughs> sticking some bread in an old flower pot and going from there. Um, so it was quite scary, that one, at first. So uh, I'm kind of glad that, uh, you know, it's you know it's become a real sort of legend of Bake Off, that, uh, that bread lion. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, we, I have a huge list of questions but if we're going to get down and dirty did mm. you think any of the judging was unfair because um, i know a lot of times you see it at the end and you know somebody thinks they're going to get ticked off and then they actually get to stay and it was somebody else who had to go or you thought you did better in the technical anything like that yeah no it, it's interesting that actually um I mean, there were a few times, you know, you often see, especially on social media afterwards, oh, so-and-so was robbed, um, you know, he, she shouldn't have gone home. But actually, you know, I don't, I think there's always been a good reason for it. Um, so I don't think there really has been any time that I thought, oh, no, that's, you know, that's hugely unfair. Um, excuse me. Okay. But... Um, um yeah i don't know really i mean yeah i i think i did always generally agree with the um with the what the judges said i mean i think there were times um particularly sort of uh i kind of wondered after i'd been star baker three times on the trot whether that that week <laughs> after they thought this is kind of not going to plan and certainly wasn't my plan for that um <laughs> maybe I've got to judge him a bit bit harshly um but I was actually quite relieved when they said no we don't we don't go for this cake um I was like good that kind of takes the pressure Take off the me. pressure um, off yeah exactly. so I don't know it was always this kind of sneaky suspicion I've had but I, yeah I'm, I'm not going I didn't lose sleep over it as I say I was kind of pleased for it okay <laughs> All right. Is the show filmed consecutively every week as it's presented? Do you literally uh, yeah, just get the week actually, to yeah. plan and, and then it's every weekend? Yeah, it is. It's basically, for us, it was every weekend. Occasionally, it was sort of slightly um, shorter time between weekends and other times slightly longer time, I guess, just because of sort of other people's schedules. Um, and it was, it was always mighty nice when it was a longer longer gap between filming because say you'd sort of finish biscuit week and be like right biscuits out the way now let's get on with bread and so you'd have to sort of practice um bread um and like right what am i doing here (laughs) how do you have a life yeah how how do you have a life during the week it's such a commitment it's really (laughs) unbelievable this is it yeah i mean i just i i just gave up everything for that time i mean sort of Certainly back then, um, May and June were kind of my busiest weeks for um, for doing photography. Um, so I just had to, yeah, cancel everything um, at that point and say, look, I'm sorry, I just, uh, I can't do it. Yeah, there's nothing I can do. Uh, and they were like, why is this like, I can't tell you why, but you'll understand in a few months' time. So you had to keep it a secret? Yeah. From your was, friends and yeah. your colleagues and... Well, this is it. I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, 
so many basically everyone in the village knew about it um <laughs> but it was sort of problems they didn't tell tell me to keep it a secret right from the start so people would say oh how did that interview go in london Ian? and you're like uh well i think it went okay I'm like and then it'd be like are you through to the next stage you'd be like Ooh, well actually yeah but don't tell anyone and but inevitably it would word would get out um but what was funny was things like you know i would have to on the the days i was generally it was friday afternoon i would head down there and thus i'd have to ask someone else to pick up my children from school and um on the um on the 10th occasion i going down to the final they um they gave me a good luck card <laughs> So clearly Aww. they were counting. <laughs> hey, I mean, this is week 10. Ooh. Wow. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, it was a pretty badly kept secret. So there were kind of degrees of secrets, and but it was things like the actual dishes that I was making. Um, they Those were quite a tight secret, and very few people had those. I mean, my neighbours, they, they, they they're sort of quite foodie people. So you know did let them try stuff and they but they were the sort of people who wouldn't go oh great it's cake we'll have it um <laughs> there we go yeah that's nice but i think it could do with more of this or less of that and da, 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 da. um however it did kind of come to a head with the um uh the carrot cake for the final was you can kind of imagine there was a lot of carrot cake around this place in you know, a lot of it and so eleanor took one one of them into work and uh the ward clerk apparently said to her, "Oh, Eleanor, this is this is really nice cake. He should go and be on that baking show." Bear that in mind, then she's going to kill herself with laughter in her office. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Are you given any sort of uh, an allowance to cover your supplies and your travel, or any of that, or is all your practicing out of pocket? Yeah, that's interesting on that. So the, they paid for all our travel back and forth to to the tent. Um, so that was nice, and it was always it was always a good time to sort of relax and actually catch up on some sleep on the train back and forth. Um, but uh, and then yes, they did give us an allowance. I have to say, not a huge allowance, but um, but an allowance for basically for each week that you were on. Um, so it um, but it was kind of you know it didn't cover the cost. Um, but it was one of those things that it just like it's acceptable loss. I don't mind it. Um, we're going to eat well for for this time. Sure, that's <laughs> another did. thing that is again with the American thing. Every I'm, do you ever watch American cooking competition? I I haven't. This is the other funny thing. I'm not much for television watcher. <laughs> Got it. Got it. So, it's okay. Uh, but, but I mean, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I mean, I have heard that, I mean, I have seen some excerpts of the sort of American version and yeah, it was all quite sort of cutthroat and... Uh, it's cutthroat, yeah, to win. but it's always, mm. I I believe that our great American baking show also gives the plate at the end as the prize. But if you watch an episode of pretty much anything that's on Food Network or anything, the cooking channel... It's a $10,000 prize. It's a $25,000 prize. It's a $50,000 prize for making it to the end. And so all of us, yeah. when we start watching your show, we're like, okay, there's the plate, but how much did they get? How much did they get? <laughs> and I mean, that's just, that's how we're, we're conditioned to think. So yeah. you feel mm. like, 
maybe the real prize is getting maybe to talk to us, of course, as you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like the the celebrity that comes with it, I've heard people say, you know, in when you're on the show, ev- the people in the country are all rooting for you or you become an instant celebrity. But I guess trying to balance that there's there's no cash prize like what we. Yeah, it's it's it is funny, that sort of side of it, really. Um and so, yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, okay, so obviously Nadia got uh, got the, the plate mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I got a bunch of flowers and they only lasted a couple of, day, yeah, couple exactly. of days before they wilted. Um, <laughs> my wife said, are you sure that was worth it, Ian? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it definitely was, you know. I mean, what a great it adventure it, it, it has been, yeah. So um, certainly worth it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's sort of... And you know, you think, oh, why, why, what was my motivation for for going on the show? Um, and hmm, I guess, well, yeah, obviously, my wife wanted to go to the tea party, but mm-hmm. then I just wanted to do well at it, really. And that was, and that was kind of the reason why you wanted to survive each week. Really, you just wanted to do the best you could. Um, just a personal so challenge, kind of. Yeah, kind of personal challenge, really. Um, mm-hmm. And I think because I wasn't, you know, I had no great ambitions with it. I kind of wanted to go on there and take some risks and have some fun, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, but yeah, just do the best I could rather than rather than beat anyone. Sure. But just, yeah. yeah. And you yeah, grew kinda... as a baker throughout. You gained your skills. Oh. Your, right? Yeah. So much so, yeah. I mean, when I when I went into it, um, I really felt like I knew so little. And when I say went into it, as in started the audition process, I mean, really, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the cake that I made for the sort of first audition down in London was something I'd never made before. And all these different elements to it, um, you know, I'm sort of... Um, literally made on the, the the afternoon before the interview didn't finish it until one in the morning um and it was yeah it was a kind of hugely risky bake so i was kind of learning as i went so um can i just hold for a second there my daughter's about to take the dog for a walk no problem i think <laughs> I, I want to i want to, can i go and join you zoe i'll be going to be a little while so um, but i'd love to go for a walk mm-hmm. and george should go for a walk too Gotta get the kids out next. Both exercising. <laughs> Very, Very good. good that one wants to take the dog for a walk. Um, but uh yeah, so it's actually a lovely day here. It's been freezing cold, but um and that's and I this is one of my sort of things. It's like it's all well and good eating lots of nice cakes, and I have got lots of nice trimmings and test things around here at the moment. Um, but I do like to do like to go and do the exercise in order to uh you know to earn exactly. them if you like. Mm-mm. Do you live? Uh, do you live out in the country? Do you live rurally? Yeah, I live basically. I live in in a small village in sort of Cambridgeshire, just a few miles east of Cambridge itself. Itself, and yeah, it's, as you can kind of guess, it's quite an old house. Um, and uh, but it's right on the village green, so it's a, it's a really nice nice setting. So we've kind of got a big, like a football pitch and more out the back gate, um, but then it's sort of out into the fields within a couple of minutes, basically. Mm. So, um, and you, you yeah. still keep guinea fowl? 
We've still got two guinea fowl. Yes, we have indeed. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, yep, and some chickens as well these days. Uh, now, now got a dog. She's a relatively recent addition. Been with us now since May. And two cats. So, and now I keep bees as well. Oh. So, um, mm. Have you harvested nice. the yeah. honey yet? Not yet. No, I only got them. Uh, it was last September, I think it was, that I got them. They were the, my dad's bees, so I think I mentioned them on the show. Um, in uh, what was it, the um, the honey cake? Um, and so he, they've moved to a small house, so he gave them to me last September. So just sort of before and after harvesting time. Um, yeah, so um, hopefully, I think they sh I did see one or two of them the other day, so I think they're surviving the winter, which is good news. Very yes. good news. Yes, it is good news. Mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. we had bees last year and they did not survive the winter, but I think they got, we have a lot of um, colony collapse around here and a lot mm -hmm. of pesticides. So I think that that mm -hmm. was what attributed to the loss of our hive. But um, I can right. see behind you the old beams and tell that you have an old house. And yes. you mentioned earlier that you have an aga. Can you yes. please Indeed. explain <laughs> yeah. why? Yeah, so why? Yeah, right <laughs> here behind me. Um, and it's, it's funny because we've got this particularly cold spell at the moment. Um, it's, it was lit, my wife insisted that it was turned on two days ago. Um, so <laughs> it's the first time it's been used in the best part of the year, really. Um, oh. So it's actually quite, quite warm in here for once because this is you know lovely old houses are great but they're they're definitely not warm that's for sure so it's a chilly house um, but yeah so I finally relented and said we could turn it on but I find it totally useless for cooking on and it's one of the things <laughs> that obviously Mary Berry is a great sort of you know great fan of argus and like really I've got a lot of respect for you but uh, the argus thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just, I really, really struggle to, to cook with it. And some people do, some people are very, very good with it, but I, I'm not one of those people. Is it because the temperature mm. is not consistent or what is the I, reason? I think that's one. Yeah. I think that's one of the things really, um, is the inconsistency of the temperature. Um, and I literally, especially when, as I haven't used it for, you know, a year or so, I have no idea how hot that um, that top oven is. Um, I think it's quite hot, but then it, it cooks in quite a different way. And um, yeah, so it's it's yeah, I find it terribly unreliable. Hmm. So, um, I guess you won't be yeah, their spokesperson I mean, then, Ian. <laughs> not their spokesperson. <laughs> tell you what, what I'm a spokesperson for is it is it is an American company? And well, no, I'm not at all, not officially at all. But I always feel like I am. It's for an American company called Voyager Jam. I don't know if you you know. I know them. what you're talking about. No, because I know from you, I, it's the oil right. company, right, that makes the orange yeah. oil and the lemon oil. I wish I was a salesman for it. And I always say, if, if you ignore everything else I say, just buy this stuff. It's great. It just, I mean, it's what I used in the in the, sort of at the bottom of the chocolate well, and then also used um, the orange oil version for the carrot cake in the final. And I, huh. you know, I genuinely credit that lemon oil with getting where, it through. Where is it made? So I think it's made in California. Um, uh, see if I can see on the bottom. I'm pretty sure it says somewhere. Um, oh God, I'm at the age now. <laughs> you need some. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we both have ours. There you go. Probably put this MA. I guess that's Canton MA. Is that Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. We'll have to look that up. Yeah, that's not a citrus area. No, it's really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I always thought it was, um, yeah, but it was California. So I'm kind of surprised to see that on there. But maybe it's, I don't, who knows? Mm-mm. But um, yeah, I, I mean, their oils are fabulous. Really, really genuinely fabulous. So um, I thought maybe you'd yeah, say KitchenAid mixers because those are made just a very, very close to me. I was, I was hopeful. Oh, are they? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. They're made no, in Michigan. Right. Okay. So that that I do have in the in the corner here. And what color is yeah. your KitchenAid? It's, it's a cream colored one. Okay. I'm, I'm actually doing, been doing a job on our, our kitchen. I'll give you a quick guided tour. On, well, we've got this sort of amazing pantry. So here's the, the KitchenAid. Um, then sort of general chaos and lighting stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So cream colored one, which the, the, I had to replace the brushes on the motor recently. And it, it died. And that, oh, my God, I can't live without my Oh, absolutely. How old is your KitchenAid? That was a wedding present. So 17 and a half years old. So Not too bad. It's done pretty. Kind of, yeah, you can kind of imagine it's, it's seeing a lot of use. So recently I've um, been doing a, doing a big job on, I've got this crazy, crazy pantry. Oh, um, that's oh. wonderful. My pantry oh, wow. you can't even walk into. No, I mean, it's, it's funny. We bought this house nine years ago. And I remember walking in here and thinking, who on earth needs a pantry that big? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Ian Cumming <laughs> needs a pantry like that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, couldn't imagine life without it now. But the, the mice got in there recently. Oh, no. So, yeah, it was all, all rather grim. Long story short. I won't, <laughs> <laughs> won't go any longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are yeah. a mess. <laughs> I'm still a job on it. So, um, so you must keep a garden as well, I'm assuming, from all your herbal yeah. contributions. Yeah, I mean, luckily, the, it's interesting, the lady who, who, who lived here for a long, long time before we, we got this place, she, she was quite a keen cook, uh, quite a keen baker, and also a keen gardener. So she had um, quite a reasonable, so, you know, good selection of herbs and things out there. So, yeah, rosemary, um, lots of, a couple of good rosemary bushes, um, sort of all the kind of usual ones, uh, sage and um, lemon verbena. I use that in the tent as well, um, thyme. Um, but uh, then the interesting one was lovage. I don't know if you sort of know lovage at all. It's a, not many people, I mean, you could, Basically, you can't buy it in the shops here in the UK normally, certainly not in your regular supermarkets. Um, but I ended up using some of that lovage in the tent as well. What is the um, flavor of so lovage? It's quite, it's kind of like a strong celery kind of flavor. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's sort of, it's an interesting one. It's, um, no, so I used it in my um, <clears throat> slightly infamous game pie. Um, and, um, but also, um, but also I've now started making uh, a pesto with it. So I make a sort of lovage mm. and walnut pesto mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, uh, I like it. My wife likes, likes it. My son does, but my daughter, she doesn't like it because it is quite a strong flavor, but it's, I think it's very nice. I think mm. sometimes it can also be known as Angelica when I think it's sort of the stalks are kind of, 
Ooh, I think they're sort of poached in a sugar syrup or something. But interesting. I've heard of Angelica. Mm. I'm trying to think. Mm. I think I have a friend yeah. that also grows um, the lovage, lovage, lovage. Yeah, as yeah. well. It can be a big, a six foot high um, plant. So it's, it can grow really big. <laughs> hey, soggy bottom listeners! Thanks for tuning in to part one of our interview with Ian Cumming. Tune in next week for part two as we explore more of Ian's great British Bake Off journey. Lots of surprises in store. For now, we're done and dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake. <laughs>